Welcome, everyone. It is the Field Goals Podcast. I am your host, Dana O'Gorman. Today, I have a very special guest. Um, I have been lucky enough to get to know him over the last couple of years, and he's become one of my favorite Twitter friends, although I was a huge fan of his prior to even getting to know him personally. I want to welcome Josh Cashman, probably better known as Cable Thanos, to a lot of you guys. Josh, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. I'm usually uh, behind a, a computer editing and not actually asked to uh, talk about the Seahawks. So it's a nice changeup. I know that's crazy to me because, like I said, we've gotten to know each other over the last couple of years, and I feel like you have such great insights and and you love this game so much that I just I had to grab you because you also have an interesting perspective on Russell Wilson. But I don't want to get there yet. I want to start with you. When did your Seahawks fandom begin? So I'm kind of like, if anyone listening knows Evan Hill, we're the same age. We have the kind of the same timeline. My earliest memory is probably the Seneca Wallace catch when he turned, when he played wide receiver in the NFC Championship game. I was too young to really understand anything, but I just like, it was such a good moment, like, getting to like cheer for your team, being the underdog and then going to the Super Bowl. I like have a distinct memory of where I was watching like Marcus Trufant get that interception. And then ever since then, I've just been like super into them. My, uh, my first game was like in the like next few years, we, they were playing like the Buccaneers and they got destroyed, but it was just like, I don't know. That's just uh, about when I started and been stuck with them ever since. I love it. I love it. And I think that there's a lot of fans that kind of started in that era. So you can't really call you, you know, the Russell Wilson fans. You guys were before that. Mm -hmm. So you got to feel the struggle just a little bit. You got to feel a rebuild. You got to feel how all of that went before the golden era, as some people are calling it, began in Seattle. And, and I think that's good because that gives you really good perspective on what's going on now. About when... What, what was the timeline when all of a sudden the Cable Thanos videos <laughs> exploded? You were everywhere, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, uh, I was in college. Um, so it started in like 2018. That was the year we were predicted to not be very good, despite having Russell Wilson and a decent roster, um, MP Carroll and everyone. But I like thought it was fun that we were like underdogs and then we beat a team and it was just kind of like a... Like we had nothing to lose. So I was making videos and it was kind of ironic because the videos were made to look us, make us look like we were like this super team, but we were barely beating these teams. And, and we just were, we weren't going to have like a, a super season, but it was just like, I just did it for fun. And I was in college and I was just do, doing it on my own accord. I wasn't like planning on doing anything with it. And it just kind of like escalated into this uh, snowball of like, I could have never imagined. And uh, one thing led to another. and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it snowball's not even the right word. Like you were everywhere. You had every other NFL team trying to copy <laughs> your style. You, they were talking about you on ESPN and NFL network, like Mina Kimes was singing your praises. I mean, this was everybody who was a football fan knew who Cable Thanos was. They knew what kind of videos you had. And I think it just really resonated. We, the Seattle fan base desperately needed those hype videos, but it just <laughs> went crazy throughout the entire NFL. It was so fun. Yeah, I uh, couldn't believe that because I was just making them because I thought they were funny. Like it was just kind of like my own joke. And I made them for like a handful of people that I knew on Twitter, but it was really just like an inside joke. And then it just like 
people like national writers were retweeting the videos who weren't even Seahawks fans, but like my favorite comments were the ones where people were like, I don't even like the Seahawks, but this made me want them to win. And that was like the kind of, whenever I got those, I was like, all right, I did a good job. <laughs> but like, it was, it was crazy. It was getting to the point where I was like, oh God, I kind of hope they don't win. Cause I got a busy week. <laughs> I don't have time to edit a video, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And, yeah. But those videos take a lot of time. I mean, this was, I know that, and you know, you had stopped making the kind of longer videos. I know you still make short little fun ones, mm-hmm. but, and everyone was like, wait, I want a Cable Thanos video. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think people have any idea how much time those videos take. Yeah. How much of your week was eaten up with those videos? Well, I, so I would start them as soon as the game ended. And back then I wasn't like super, like, I'm way better editor now in my opinion but uh, I just like, you know, it was quicker for me because I wasn't as like, I didn't have like a high level of quality that I wanted to get to. So I would pump it up, but I would spend like almost all that night, Sunday night. Like there were times where I like hardly slept and stuff. Um, but I knew it was like, it was like, ah, oh, this is what I want to do. Like screw all the college stuff I'm doing. I want to <laughs> do this, you know? Um, so it kind of worked out. Like I, I knew like there was a possible path to like something, the fact that people were gravitating to it. So maybe I was like, the back of my mind, like maybe this will turn into something if I like really like go all out on it. And it did. So I it, it absolutely I did. did. Oh my gosh. They were just so much fun. We loved it. I will never forget telling my son who is a huge <laughs> fan of yours. I was like, you know, I'm doing that real hot talk now, but you know, who else is in this group? Josh Cashman's in there. And my son was like, Cable Thanos, you talk to him. It was adorable. And I think that's how a lot of people, they had you kind of as this, you know, enigma, you know, off in the corner, not just your average college, you know, Seahawks yeah. fan. And and it, it really just exploded, but it exploded in a very profitable way for you. As in 2018, did you get a phone call? Did you get an email? How did Russell Wilson get a hold of you? So I remember I posted a video and it was after a win. I don't even remember which win it was, but um, it was just like a routine video. Like everyone, like people liked it. And it was just like a typical week. Um, but then <laughs> a typical 50,000 view week. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. He uh, he replied to it and he said, like, you're a legend or something like that. And which is so weird because Russ is so corporate on social media. Everyone listening knows like his social media is almost like an uh, artificial intelligence right. <laughs> tweeting. Um, and then it just like, he, he replied again and then he's like, and then one thing led to another where I like asked him if he wanted to play smash bros, just as a joke. I'm like, Oh, me and Russ are just homies now. So I'm going to ask to play video games with them. Just like kind of as a joke. I didn't really, um, think it would actually go to anything, but then he told me to DM his team. And then it, the, once the season ended, I went and, um, met with him. We played, actually played smash bros, two other Seahawks were there. It was actually really fun, but Surprisingly, at the end, he like offered me a job to help him on a social media team. And of course, I said yes. And I like when I was driving out, I was like kind of in this mood where I was like, did that just happen? Like, what the heck? And then he called me later to go through the details. But I'm just sitting in my college like apartment, like just like this place is not livable. But I'm just talking to Russell Wilson on the phone. I'm like, what is going on right now? Just an average day, right? Oh, my phone rings. It's Russ. I'm just going to pick it up. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, hanging out with the fam. You know, it's all good. You know, that's that's fascinating because so often that's how these things happen, right? Like this is how, you know, 
these these moments they are they are purely just genuine moments of mm-hmm. people chit-chatting together. So what exactly was your role within his team? What what did he have you do for him? So basically he just like he literally told us he's like I'm not funny. I need you guys to help me make me funny. <laughs> <laughs> Which like he sure. said it in an endearing way, not right. like a, like a, I want to look this way kind of way. Right. But um, we're just basically on his production team and I, I was there to just like help with ideas, but like create social media content, like film stuff, just pretty much everything. It was like a small team and we do corporate stuff. We do funny like social media stuff. He was very busy. So it was like a lot of it was like without him, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we were just part of everything he did. That was, we always just had a camera, even if it wasn't for anything, we were just filming him and, uh, trying to create something for him, whatever yeah. he wanted or whatever it was for a brand or anything. That's great. That's so great to be, to be a fan and have that transcend into a business is just so fast, fantastic mm-hmm. and fascinating to me. I love it. Now, I, I know that you no longer work for him when he was traded that you are no longer work with him. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I left, yeah. uh, just on, it wasn't like a, he like fired everyone. He just, no. he left and then he, and then I, uh, like thought like, well, this is a good chance to uh, try something new. So I, parted ways, but, uh, we're still, uh, cool and everything, even though I'm clearly rooting for the Seahawks. If you go to my Twitter, but you are team centric. Yes, you yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> now. So, so you have a perspective on him now. And the reason why I wanted you to come on this week, Josh, is because, you know, we had this game yesterday and honestly, when we booked this, we didn't know if we would win or lose this game. Yeah. Like this, this was not like planned at the last minute, people. We've been talking about this for a week. But I wanted to bring you on because I'm hoping to, with this podcast, to a certain extent, wrap up this Russell Wilson kind of mania yeah. that has been going on between the Broncos and the Seahawks fan bases because it was so hyped. It was so you know, I hate to say overblown because I don't know that it was overblown, but it was just so huge this Monday night game. Obviously, we are now Tuesday. We are recording this on Tuesday. And so we have, you know, the Seahawks have won this game by one point. I will just keep saying <laughs> we squeaked it out. Thank you very much, Gino. But um, I, I want you to because you kind of know him better, obviously, than the average fan, um, probably even better than a lot of the media to a certain extent. And there was this interesting thing that happened last night when the the fan base was very vocal in how they felt about Russell returning to Lumen Field. And there was a lot of booing. Um, I have my own view on it, but I, I want to get your thoughts. Do you think that that, because Jay Keeps went on all over social media today, he was on Kay Adams show and he's like, no, none of that bothers Russ. He thinks everything in the neutral tones and, you know, nothing ever gets to him. But in his press conference last night, I disagreed. It seemed that it got to him a little bit. What is your take on that? Um, well, I know Jake is close to them too. I've actually Very. been with him a lot uh, at Russ's house doing like random stuff, but he, uh, it's hard to know if it actually got to him because he's like an alien where he kind of like he, how he is in like workouts by himself is actually like how he is when you see him. He's like weird about it. He does routines and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like from knowing myself, I know it would definitely bother me no matter how much like of a front I put up. The fact that this place like imagine working somewhere for 10 years and not even just working somewhere, like devoting your like whole life to. He, he raised his family here. He, you know, everything he did, he 
he started a school here. He had so much stuff here. Mm-hmm. And he came from, and it wasn't just like a high draft pick where he was famous from the get go. He like grew his, his status in this place and in this building. It's the exact building he did that all. And to go in there and be the like enemy and clearly be the enemy. It's not like one of the things where he's just part of the other team. Like a lot of the booing, almost all the booing was towards him, right or wrong. Um, it's tough to know if it actually bothered him, but I mean, I think he, I thought he played well. So it's hard to say like it actually bothered him. Like I think the reason the Broncos lost were not, was not because of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he played a perfect game, but um, he didn't look, he didn't play like he was uh, like, you know, thinking about the noise at all. Agreed. And my, oh, let me just, let me tell you, fill you in on, my thought here is um, that the booing, yes, there was going to be some, mm. I think someone, what did someone call it? The, scorned lover syndrome or whatever you want to, you know, the X or whatever. And um, there was definitely an element of that. But at the same time, I asked myself, if that was Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming on the field, would he be booed? Absolutely. He'd be booed. And that's the way, at least I looked at it. Russell Wilson will be celebrated in this arena again he will be a ring of honor member he will be in the hall of fame and seahawks fans will cheer for him at the top of their lungs at that point but this was a little different that he truly was coming in as the enemy and was treated as such and i don't know it was my impression that he didn't necessarily expect that i know the national media certainly didn't expect that to happen and we saw how many pearl clutchers that were around (laughs) saying oh my god what have you people done it's like yeah we made they acted like 12s Um, And so I, that one that I just have a bit of a different take on it is in your opinion, is Russ truly, a lot of people say that he's not genuine. They say that he is not, you know, he puts out this front and it is very calculated and you know, that's business if you ask me, but outside of that, is that truly how he is? Does he really think everything linearly? Cause that's the way I see Russ. Everything is a line from beginning to end. (laughs) He's definitely like different, um, even by himself. Cause we've been, when he had the whole like finger, um, recovery, I was mm-hmm. at his house for a lot of that filming stuff. Uh, I was there for like summer camps where he had the whole team together. Um, and we would like, we like did stuff where cameras weren't even on and stuff. And, um, I can say he's definitely like a different person And it. Not like from when you see him, he's just a different person from the average person. Uh, he's definitely like, like how he's portrayed by people or how people like perceive him is like, you know, people think he's doing something different in front of the camera to like look Mm -hmm. a certain way, but I don't think that's true at all. I think in person, he's much more like relaxed and like you won't see the robotic quote unquote Russ, but Mm -hmm. I do think um, he's not like faking anything at all. I think he's just genuinely a crazy uh, determined guy. (laughs) It's exactly the way I see him too. And I know I'm biased. I, I think a lot of people listening are probably like, oh, brother, this guy worked for him. Of course, he's going to defend him. But I genuinely think like when I saw that people were going to boo him, I was kind of like sad because mm-hmm. uh, he genuinely like cares about people. And like he's genuinely one, genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever interacted with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just got to get that off my chest. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I, that's what I always say. You know, people say that, you know, he puts up this front. Well, sure, he does to a certain extent. And he person in the public realm does. But at the same time, I think he's really like that. Like, I think that's really how he is. And, and maybe that's okay because not everyone has to be, you know, 
average. He, mm-hmm. he just lives in a different plane. Yeah. I, I've always said, I, you know, I, I don't love quarterbacks. Josh. I think you know this about <laughs> yeah. me. I, I don't love quarterbacks. I, I just, they're just not my cup of tea. I'm a defense lover, but at the same time, I think that there's a lot worse qualities a quarterback could have than being somewhat robotic. I I don't think that that's the worst thing in the world. All right. (laughs) Well, let's move on because I want to talk to you about this team. During the offseason, I'm not going to lie. None of us were super high on this team at all. And I know you, if I remember correctly, Josh, you were leaning more toward the Drew Locke camp than the Geno Smith camp. Is that right? Yeah, but that's more like agenda sake. I thought it would be better (laughs) for content. (laughs) But honestly, Gino has killed it for content, so I, I don't. I'm not mad at all. Yeah, I know. We always said it would be better. It'd be more entertaining. <laughs> but Gino has really added a lot of stuff. So, talk to me about you know what you expected from this team going into the season, and then what you saw last night. Did the two mesh? Um, honestly, it was pretty close to what I expected. I mean, obviously, I didn't think they would just like Gino would just be lights out in the first half. But uh, I've like. You know, you're familiar with uh, Griff. See Mike spin move on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's like the uh, uh, the Gino uh, advocate, if you will. He he's kind of like red pilled me in terms of like I just have have determined that Gino's actually way better than I'm seeing on TV. So I expected him to actually like do some do some great. Th- the only thing I was kind of surprised about was that like Penny wasn't used a lot. I really thought we were just gonna like give it to Penny over and over and over again. But it really was just like a passing attack. But I totally expected that defense to uh, struggle. And um, I don't think anyone really expected the defense to just like shut down Russ and shut down the running game. But there was some bright sides. And I think that's like kind of how the whole year is going to be is this defense is going to be frustrating for a lot of it. But then 10% of the time, they're going to like win you back over and you're going to be like, hell yes, let's go. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're gonna it's gonna be a roller coaster ride is the way I keep envisioning yeah. it. It's like we're gonna have like highs, like you know, last night, and then we're gonna lose to the lions, you know, maybe, you know, and have a letdown game. Um, I I was so impressed with what I saw, especially out of the rookies yesterday. I I really liked what I saw out of Woolen. He made rookie first game mistakes without Mm. question, but man, he snapped back from them really quick. And it was really fun to watch. I loved Nuosu. Like, I don't know. He might be my new favorite player right now. He was on, he was on fire last night, Josh. Yeah. Even when he wasn't getting to the quarterback, you could tell he was like, he just had like so much energy. And he's one of those guys who's just like, you know, he's going to have a blow up game. One of these games. I was kind of disappointed in Daryl Taylor, to be honest, though. He was like a lot of times he was like falling over, but I I know he's good. So I'm not really worried about him. Um, But yeah, the corners were awesome. The way they tackled was honestly the coolest part. That felt like vintage. I was telling my friends this. this felt like the 2012 Seahawks were playing against the 2021 Seahawks. Like <laughs> Russell Wilson was over there. It looked it looked a lot like our old offenses were like everything looks right, but it's just not working well. Like things are going well, but not at the same time. Meanwhile, like our team was like uh like overperforming to their status level. The corners were tackling a lot of young guys, a lot of guys you don't even most people don't even know. Um and a lot of like underrated pass rushers who are coming in but uh, I think this is like a really good sign in a lot of ways oh my that is such a fantastic comparison 
the 2012 Seahawks against the 2021, you know, Seahawks in a Broncos uniform. That's exactly right. Like I'm sitting here thinking about that, like the perfect comparison. And I know that, you know, Pete did this whole thing about, you know, grit and, and, and everything, but this team felt gritty. It felt like it had an edge to it. Mm -hmm. It felt young to me. And it was like, and, and I'm not trying to dog, you know, the teams from the last couple of years at all, because Bobby Wagner is a God and we Mm -hmm. all know that. And, and, you know, Russ did what Russ does and was still doing last night. I thought Russ had an okay game too. There was a lot of people who were like, Oh, Russ had a terrible game. And I was like, what were you watching? He he looked just like Russell Wilson. Yeah. So, but I just feel like the swagger is back in this team. And that wasn't just because Sherman and Baldwin (laughs) and everyone on the planet was at the game last night. It just from the players it felt like there was a swagger back that we had been missing for a long time. Yeah. Um, I, there was like a, a certain, like, I don't hopefully it keeps going. Cause this game obviously had like a certain different level of energy going, but even with the crowd and like the certain way, like there, we had veterans who were just like, everyone was overperforming to their level basically, which is something we really haven't had in a while. Honestly, it felt like for so long we were, dealing with like, oh, this guy needs to, this guy or this, per, or this unit needs to over, uh, like perform better. It's like, even, even though Cross gave up those two sacks, he played pretty well uh, up until then. We hardly heard Abe Lucas, like his name. He was, I don't know if he, would, he could have done terribly for, <laughs> from all I know, but it felt like he was doing great. Uh, Penny, honestly, I think Penny was a, if we gave it to him more, he would have had a great game. He had a few breakout runs. Uh, the receivers, they did great. I just, it felt just like, it felt fun. You know, it felt mm-hmm. just like, like, I don't know. Unexpected. That's yeah. the word I keep thinking when I think about that game last night is it was unexpected. Um, and not that we all thought, I think that, you know, we've had conversations where there are pieces in this, in this team that we knew were talented mm-hmm. pieces of this team that we knew could step up and show out and do what they needed to do. We just didn't know how it would work together as a unit. And I think Clint hurt had that defense just kind of rocking. Yes. Their tackling was not great the first half, but <laughs> yeah. they really figured it out in the second half, those goal line stands, you know, those were kind of what we were seeing at the end of last year. And it was so fun to see it again. Um, you know, it was just Al Woods showing up. God love <laughs> Al Woods, right? Yeah. Like he just shows up and, and takes over his spot. Oh, I just love Al Woods. But so it was really fun. And then the offense was better than expected. I think that the run game will come. I think Denver came with a plan that Seattle was going to do nothing but run the ball. So they really focused on stopping the run, which they did a good job of. Um, But I just think that, that it just worked better than we all thought it would. So looking forward, Josh, what are you hoping to see out of this in the San Francisco game in, in the rest of the season? What, what are your goals for this team? Honestly, after this one, it's like, I was like, before the game, I was like, all right, if we could just get this one, this is a successful year. But now that we have it, I'm like, well, maybe this team is actually better than we think. Maybe they're feistier than we think. I don't want to lose the rest of the games, you know? I think they're capable of beating, like, the Niners, um, even though they'll probably be underdogs and everything. But uh, I I definitely want to see, as bad as Jamal's injury is, it's cool that we'll get to see these young guys thrown into the fire. Um, I just want to see them, like, Kind of like Woolen last night where he had some issues, obviously a lot of penalties, but he showed some really bright spots. I want to see that like every game. I don't care if they have like a busted coverage once a game. 
obviously I care, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, I, I like love to see like some shines in each of the like, especially the two corner spots. That's like the main thing. Um, I, I love the way the tackles were playing. That's like a huge bright spot. Um, and I love the yeah, I just love the way Gino's just like distributing the ball to everyone too. That was so cool to see. Um, but yeah, I just I just want to see like these young guys just show bright spots. I don't even care if they have like a give up a hundred yard game, you know. Right. And I think going back to what you said about Gino, I- I'm excited to see what a true Shane Waldron offense looks like. Yeah. I wasn't thrilled with that hire. I'm not going to lie. This was, it felt like kind of a grasp of looking for a younger guy to mm-hmm. me. And, and I know that, you know, Russ had a big say in it. So then I was like, well, maybe he's all pass heavy. Like I, I didn't know what to expect, but what I saw last night it has me intrigued now. Mm-hmm. Like, what were we missing last year that he can now do this year? And that's not a slight to Russ. Russ has a skill set. You play to that skill set. I get it. But what what else can we do? Using all those tight ends last night was thrilling to me. And obviously, through the Broncos off, they did not expect that coming at all. But I want to see how it can expand. And honestly, Josh, this is the softy of me. You know how I am. I get soft about certain things. I want Gino to do well enough that when Seattle picks up their rookie quarterback next year, another team wants him. I want mm. him to be able to continue. That is my goal for him. Yeah. I can I think- see this being like the 2012 Seahawks where we bring in a guy, whether it's a rookie or a veteran, and they compete for it. And Gino has a real chance of actually keeping the starting spot. Um, kind of like Russ and or uh, Matt Flynn and everyone. But uh, yeah, I... We'll see. I mean, yeah, this was a exciting game, but I think we're just from the rest of the way. I'm not too worried about wins and losses. Exactly. Yeah, this was kind of, although I'm with Evan, I want two 49er wins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah mean, those, those are different. We only win three games this year. Those are, three. <laughs> those are the, that's a Super Bowl right there. It is. We're done. We're good, people. We're going to take the rest of the season off. We'll talk to you later. I think it would be great. Yeah. What's um, up? Can, what's up for you next in this year? Are you going to be doing any videos for us? I mean, this scene, this team seems to be kind of ripe for those I know. kind of hype videos, I right? Know. I just, it's one of those things where like I want to do them and then I want to upload them as soon as possible. But I know I like want to spend a ton of time on them and then I only have like a week to do it and I have to do it in my off time. Uh, so it's kind of tough. I don't know if I do one, I have to do one this week. So yeah, we'll see. This is the week. <laughs> I better we're all get gonna, started. We're going to push on you a little bit. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> you only got till Sunday. Dude. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my gosh. Well, everyone, you know, you can find Josh on Twitter. Everyone already follows you. It's not even like we have to like promote your Twitter or anything (laughs) like that. Um, So I thank you so much for joining me. I love chit-chatting with you. I think you have such great insight and and I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's a pleasure to be on. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, everyone. Well, that is it for this week's Field Goals podcast. We hope you join us again next week. Bye-bye.